When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So how many siblings do you have? Ten. Ten. It's eleven of us. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a lot. Yes. Well, we'll get there. Howdy, howdy, folks. Welcome back to Hoot and a Half. I'm your host, Matt King. This is my beloved co-host, Mike Sheffer. And today we are joined by Nick Vial. Hi, welcome. You guys nice may know Nick from ABC's The Bachelor. He was one of the top, top, most loved men on the show. He also was a runner-up for consecutive seasons, but he's far more... Then a handsome face and a breaker of hearts. You're also an actor, model, entrepreneur, and you're a host of your own podcast show, The Vial Files. I am, yeah. Correct, where you host... I think I modeled for like a weekend. Oh, well, Wikipedia <laughs> still has it as a model, so I'll include it if but that yeah, makes you thanks, look a little yeah. better. Nick, welcome to the podcast. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I'm really me. happy this is happening. And this is really great because for the longest time, your name had been floating around our whole social groups because we had some connections with our girlfriends, right? Uh, my girlfriend knows your girlfriend through a mutual friend, one of your sorority sisters, Patricia, Mallory Morris. And we were all talking like, are we going to meet Nick? Are we going to meet Nick? And we finally did. We hung out a few weekends ago. It was a delight. So yeah. I got to know, did I like pass the test as being like a good house guest? No, you were great. I offered you my clothes. You did. You gave yeah. me your swimsuit. Yeah. I, I don't think I like was as flattering in the swimsuit as well. <laughs> what you, do you mean? Like, I mean, you got like some good I solid do have, thighs. I do have thick thighs and a booty. And yeah. I just have like toothpick legs and I'll, not as like tan as you. Are you self-conscious about your... I'm sometimes self-conscious about my thick thighs. Like, because by like, the skinny jean era, it's been... Right. I'll buy like skinny jeans and like some people are like, whoa, geez. I'm like, I, I don't. I used to be self-conscious about it and now I'm like trying just to own it and just being I really comfortable with my body. Yeah. I mean, I've been working out on that tonal. I'm trying to get toned. Mike, are you self-conscious about your legs? No, I don't think so. I'm curious. Why did you show up to a pool party without a bathing suit? I didn't realize it was going to be The amount like of times she's come over to my house without a swimsuit. And I just thought we were hanging. I thought we were just going to, you know. Tan in the sun, yeah. just because not usually people's pools are like heated. Yeah. Yours was like ready to go. I'd like an opportunity to defend Matt. Okay, only because I often don't like when I go to a pool party. I often don't swim, almost never. Yeah, like it's like, do I want to like bare my soul and and get wet? And, uh-huh. uh, like, and we hadn't met at that point, especially like I'd have to get, like a close friend, so I probably wouldn't bring a swimsuit either. But, but I, then he realized we were having fun. Yeah, I did, and I couldn't resist getting in. But I did kind of make it a move though to get you to offer a swimsuit because I went out to the car and I couldn't find it, and I walked in and I was like, "Oh," he's like, you, "Everything okay?" I'm like, I "Just didn't bring a swimsuit." 
Well, I'm glad I, I I'm glad I delivered. You gave me choices, multiple like, choices. Like had I been like, oh, too bad, and just walked outside, <laughs> would you have been like, oh, what a dick? I, I kind of would have. Maybe I don't know, but uh, you really redeemed yourself. You were really great, and then it's awesome that we just found out like 30 minutes ago that we're gonna be neighbors, not next door neighbors, but close. We're like moving. we'll walk, we'll walk by and walks. But hopefully, we'll be asked <laughs> over again. Yeah, you guys are welcome anytime. All right, fantastic. So you come from Wisconsin and. For the uninformed and the unathletic, you had a lot of very um, successful feats in track and field growing up there, correct? And we're going to talk high school? Yeah, Great, we yeah. can talk high school. Uh, we like to get the whole picture. I you played know? a lot of sports when I was younger. The track and baseball were my, my best, and I uh, competed in college in track. Okay, and how did you do in uh, track in high school? I, I won the state championship a couple times. In 800 meters? Yeah, in the 4x4. Four four, wow. Had a couple third and second place finishes and some other events. And you hold a school record at your high school, is that right, I Nick? believe I hold some <laughs> still, yes. And no one's been able to top it? Not yet. What was your fastest mile you've ever done? It was indoors, so that makes you go a little slower. Okay. But it was like 420. Whoa. Those okay. meaty legs came in handy. Yeah, they do come in handy for track and field. Okay. Yeah. Now, was... Winning, you know, the state title um, in the 800 meter, do you hold that accomplishment closer to your heart or the time you won a coloring contest in first grade? Wow, you do your homework, yeah. <laughs> <The coloring laughs> I did. Yeah. I did some research. I'm really impressed. Because you're like the first guest we've had on who you've been like a very new friend. And like I wasn't like super familiar with you. So I did go out of my way to learn a lot about you, Nick. So I'm going to be impressed. bringing yeah. a lot of things to light. I want to say the coloring contest in a way because it's set up the state championship for high school. And I guess at this point in my life, it sounds better rather than saying something I won in high school was like a highlight right, in a right. sense. But like the coloring contest is of my first memory of winning anything. And it was just the catalyst for everything I, in the rest yeah. of your life. I don't life. know where that, that thing is. I really wish, I, I wonder if my mom has it. I don't Do you know remember what you drew? Yeah, it was stained glass windows in a church. And I only won because all the other kids would... You know, they just painted it orange or green. What was the medium? Ink on canvas? Crayons and Crayons, paper. okay. Yeah. They were giving you pictures of churches to draw in it school? It was like a church, and it was a window. <laughs> window. I'm Catholic. Okay. And so uh, if you're familiar with, like, Catholic churches, I, stained glass window. I'm Catholic as well. Is, well baptized the, Catholic. But. They're all different colors. They have these little, you know, all these little shapes, and they're all different colors, like a rainbow, if you will. But at one point after, you know, you're... You're having all this massive success in first grade. You're winning the contest. Um, you did have some dreams and aspirations to become a cartoonist for Disney, yeah. correct? Yeah. Did Obviously, that didn't happen. But um, have yet. you been... Yet. 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 It I, hasn't happened yet, which is leading up to this question. Have you put crown to paper recently? I was really into drawing... Uh, all the way up until my sophomore year of high school. And then and my then... art teacher <laughs> told me to quit sports to focus on art. So I quit art. Oh, so this is like... like a defiant, you know, you can't tell me what to do. And, and Yeah, this you know. is like Troy Bolton. So but I got, instead of the musical, I you got just away to from it. And then a handful of times uh, in my life, I picked it back up. Uh, my first girlfriend would break up with me every time she met a new guy. You know, we were <laughs> 18, and, and, you know, she'd be like, you're doing something wrong. And I'd be like, oh, I'll work on it. And meanwhile, she's just, like, hanging out with Eric. 
Um, but one time to win her heart back, I picked up drawing again, and I I I could draw like I could take I I used to be pretty good at like getting a photograph of you know you, mm-hmm. and I could draw it. Oh, and whoa! It look like the photograph. It would look. It would look. It was like. 90% you. Yeah, you but just it, it wouldn't be like a real good artist who'd be like, I don't know if I can tell the difference. Like, you could definitely tell the difference, but it was, you know. Yeah, it just needs more shading good. in the upper It impressed left. her. We got yeah. back together. Uh, so I picked that up in my 20s again. And I would like every, like every once in a while, I would pick it up and see, can I still draw? And then a couple years ago, I uh, started um, Bob Ross was on Netflix. And I was a big Bob Ross fan growing up. And and I realized I'm like this. This sh- well, most people just watch Bob Ross more therapeutically. It's kind of uh, what's the what's when yeah. It's just like, like kind of an ASMR. Of yeah, 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 yeah. ASMR yeah. kind of like you know happy little trees and you know like I just liked watching artists when I was a kid. And so, but what the the Bob Ross show is designed for to be paying you paint along with him. Mm-hmm. He's, it's a class. But he You're, goes so fast. You're just like, wait, yeah. uh, excuse me. But yeah. he, is, he is showcasing technique. It's not just yes. like entertainment. You can actually learn something yeah, so, if you apply it in that way. Yeah, so I went, I was like, you know what? I think I could do this. And so I went to the art store and I bought all the Bob Ross stuff and I started doing Bob Ross paintings. And So is that not Natalie's painting outside in your backyard? Is that yours of like the street in Paris? Uh, yeah, actually, you know how I got that? Your friend Jack, Jacqueline. Yes. Uh, she went to Co- when I first met Jacqueline, and like we were just like acquaintances, and she was in. That's not a Bob Ross painting, but I was in my Bob Ross phase, so I would like just redo Bob Ross paintings, and I gave them away. Like I did like one live show when I first launched my podcast, and I just like gave them away to people. Cool. They're like I might. I would do like because I I was doing it for like I just need fucking content, and so I was like it was like shirtless Bob Ross. Whoa. And so I just, you know, I kind of dropped it on Valentine's Day one day. Like, you know, I'll let my audience know I can paint a little bit. And then, like, I would talk for like 10 minutes and then I would like do like a fast forward paint. This uh, whole time, I thought it's that on the was ground. Natalie's you have to painting. Search. You have to wow. search. But then Jacqueline was FaceTime because I was like, do I want to go to Coachella? Do I not? And she FaceTimed me and I was like, what's the situation? I don't know if I want to go. And then I ended up not going. But in the background, there was picture of that thing and i said can you just do me a favor and take a picture of that for me and send it to me and then i painted it whoa so i never knew that that's the last thing i painted that was a couple years ago now i know that you also had a a cameo appearance on the show family guy correct yeah now when you booked that did seth mcfarlane give you the courtesy to take you into the drawing room and show you how they make cartoons or anything like that uh, I didn't meet Seth McFarlane, but uh, one of the showrunners is a friend of mine, and that's how I ended up being uh, on the show. But like they, they, you know, obviously Family Guy will have kind of pop culture references and things like that. And then my buddy, they wrote it in, and they told me about it, and they called me up and like, "Hey, do you want to just read a couple of these lines?" And I'm like, yeah, "Of course!" And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So that's, yeah, but it I was mean, I got it's to, great because you were also able to like. You oh know, yeah, make I got the fun tour and I met the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. yeah it was, that was that was probably of all the things I've been able to do as a result of going to the show is probably the the coolest in terms of like that that'll always stay with like it's yeah it's, yes. it's a part of history. Family I know, guy, and it's so been it's, I mean it's been on TV for so long. Have any of the other bachelors ever gotten the glory of being on Family Guy? 
Not to my knowledge, but I, I can't say for sure. You're a special one, Nick. Thank you. Yeah. Speaking of family guy, you're a big family guy. <laughs> That's a great segue. Did you like that segue? I'll, I'll add the drum fill, but I'm... <laughs> um, yes, so you have 10 siblings, correct? I, yes. And Peter is not one of them. Peter, Peter does not, not exist. But it would make sense because they are all biblical names. So like, it's surprising there's not a Peter in there. Bella's in the Bible? Well, I think her name is Isabel. <laughs> oh, so, okay, okay, okay. I think there's a lot more biblical names than people realize. Yeah. And I don't know them all, but I think so. And, and then, like, get Teresa, mm, like a Teresa, but then, you know, it was like their last three. They're like, we're going to go off the reservation just a tad. Yeah. And where do you fall in the lineup, just I'm to the clarify? Oldest. I'm the second, second oldest. Yeah. Do you sometimes feel like the oldest? In a way, I guess. We There's, like, the three oldest ones are considered, like, the older. They're, they're referred to in the family as the older kids. And then everyone else are referred to as the younger kids in this, like, weird way. How's how's the group chat with that family? I mean, that has to be pinging all the time. It is. It's on silent mode. I often don't <laughs> participate. Uh, but it's, yeah, it can get hectic. Yeah. Now, I read that one of your brothers gave you the nickname Lunches. Yes. Now, wh- where does that come from, and does he still call you Lunches? He does not. Well, he never really called me Lunches. His name's Luke, and when I was in high school... Uh, he was, I don't know, five or six. Um, and w- w- my senior year, we, you know, we were able to like, you know, when you're seniors, you kind of like get to leave. And so we would take these long lunches and we would go to our, you know, either my house for lunch or my friend's house, but we were at my house. I would like, you know, right before we go back to school, I'd grab some of the juice boxes my mom would get uh-huh. for their, for their lunch. And my brother Luke would always be like, Nikki, those are for our lunches. And then my buddy AJ um, started calling me Nikki lunches, and then it just turned into lunches. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You should, If you were a DJ, you should go by DJ lunches. DJ lunches. DJ Nikki lunches. D- yeah. that, that, that kind of so they know. So, so I look dangerous and hard. Yeah. Nick, as you know, I've learned quite a lot about you. And um, one thing I was really surprised to learn about is that you were on Dancing with the Stars. I was. You had a really good run on it. Okay, run. Okay, how how far did you go on Dancing with the Stars? I was on there for like, I don't remember. I actually forget how many weeks now, but I was like top five. That's five, still five really good. I went home the same week. I went home with Nancy Kerrigan, silver medalist figure skater. So I felt good about that. Oh, the the figure skater only got as far as you. Did. As far as me. Damn. She was much better at dancing. It's not just a dancing competition. It's a performance competition right you know i will say like <laughs> she kind of had an ice queen reputation sweet sweet woman sweet lady very kind very nice to talk to um i had fun i would I, I wish i could do it again only because i didn't let myself have fun i got nervous you know like as an audience and i wanted to do well as opposed to being like who gives a shit right i had confidence in my my ability to dance at a wedding mm-hmm. you know and uh, so i came in with some like I knew I was better than people thought I would be. I knew that much. And I think as bad as I thought I did, I still think people thought I was much better than they thought I would be. (laughs) Because I think they thought I would be terrible. Right. And I I could, I had some rhythm. Are you a good dancer? I'm not bad. I have like my little like party trick dance moves. Like I can moonwalk and people are like, whoa. You know, that's that's called a good dancer. Oh, and then I know how to like, kind of like goth dance kind (laughs) of. 
Um, I can hold my own. Like, I have rhythm. Like, I know how to, like, I think the trick is you just got to be on beat, and then it's all in the hips. You just got to move the hips. You get, and it's all, it's really a confidence thing. And I lost some confidence at, on Dancing with the Stars. I got stiff. Ooh, towards the end or stiff just, the no, whole way? No, in the way. beginning. Oh, yeah. Okay. I cared too much. Yeah. Like, I want, it was, and it's all, it's ballroom, so it's very technical. Right. So you're like, you're, like, you're. One, two, th- you know, like it's steps and it's like, it's like paint. It's, it, it was hard. It's more like doing homework than partying. Yeah. When you're learning these routines. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But I did hear that's like. It's a great, it's a great, yeah. Um, so Nick, um, as we've mentioned, you have your own podcast, The Vial Files, and you have now done what? Over like 300 episodes? Yeah, we're at 304. I think we just dropped our 304th yesterday. Damn. How many are you doing a week? Three. Three a week. Well, it's essentially three different shows. Okay. Like, so you have yeah. like a bachelor recap, and then so you're it all started. It started with guests. one show, and you know, as most people, when you start a podcast, you're just like, oh, "Fuck, my, you know, you start a show." Yeah. Uh, and I guess my flagship show, the original show, uh, you know, in, like you know, you'll be on it. Uh, it's an interview. You know, you just talk to people. You know, and just about life. There, there's always been a, a focus on relationship and dating. It's something I'm just I'm I'm interested in social dynamics and obviously my time on the show, et cetera, et cetera. And then the show started with uh, just interviewing people, and then I was you know I was just always the friend who would give sound relationship advice to people, and so I started. I did this thing on my Instagram called Questions with Nick, where you know, ask me a question. Oh, yeah, Usually yeah. it's like, what's your favorite color? And so I just kind of trained my audience. Like I just, like one person asked me one relationship question. So like I answered it and I gave like a very, you know, creative answer, I guess. And so, oh, that's kind of like, oh, he's answering. Then I just kind of just only opens started, up the cans of worms only started answering those and it just turned into like a weekly relationship Q&A, which kind of like a little kind of a little bit of wit, a little snarky, a little kind of guy's perspective, but also people found it helpful. And that and that's kind of like what launched the show. And so I did, we would do like just two, like two people would call in. And so like it ended up being like a two hour like episode every time. And then we would like, if the Bachelor was on, we'd be, you know, we'd talk about it for 10 minutes, but I didn't want it to be like a, a Bachelor show. And so... Uh, that was like, it was like that for like nine minutes and it kind of took off and blew up. And then, um, we're like, well, why don't we just take the Q and a, the people who call in the advice start and just create a separate show right? and just, that's all that show is. And so we did that. And then after a year, it's like, well, you know, people like obviously me breaking down, uh, the, the bachelor when it's on and, and people are very passionate about that show. Like they watch, they watch it. Like they watch their favorite sports game. And so, and I just ended up having it under the same show, right? right. And you know, because like in in a way, it's all relationship focused, and it all ties in. But they're very three different shows. I'm like, I have I'm a three different hosts. You know, one is just me giving advice. One is me interviewing people, and one is me just breaking it down like Monday morning quarterback style. Do you have a mostly like female audience? You'd say. Yeah, like 95% women. So you're really giving like your thoughts to girls who are listening. Like there's not that many like guys who you know, are like, actually, I'm looking for I your just, advice. I, I call like. my guys like my 10 percenters who call in. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's around 90% women. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're we're growing the male audience. Um, TikTok's helped, helped with that. That's great. Yeah. And you've had on so many guests. Which of those have like been your favorite like standout interviews you've had? Uh, I've had Nikki Glazer on a few times. She's a friend and I've gotten like 
close with her as a friend through my podcast. She's, I mean, she's always great. And she, uh, Brian Baumgartner from The Office was oh, really, whoa. was really, really cool, really interesting. Uh, lately, I've had some great guests. Um, uh, Dr. Maya, uh, she's a behavioral scientist who worked on the Obama campaign, works for Google now, and so just kind of. Uh, talking to behavioral scientists is kind of fascinating, especially when it comes again like pers- uh, interpersonal relationships and things like that. So it, we always have like a mix of a- experts and and celebrities. Um, Justin Long was he, he, get out of yeah, here, he, man! I gotta listen to some of these episodes. He he's really he was great. He's and you know it's fun. Like Justin, quick, you know I he I did my two hundredth episode with Justin, and so he's also a big Bachelor fan. He also like. So he came on, and we, we it was like a two two hour. Epi- I mean, and Justin's got the gifts for the gab. He's also got a really nice podcast called Life's, uh, Life is Short with Justin Long. And so uh, I invited him back to recap an episode of The Bachelor. And I was like, hey, again, sometimes I'll have you know if people are into doing relationships because we don't play the role of experts. We're like, I don't, I'm not an expert. You should probably see a therapist after you listen to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I am good at kind of helping people see. Um, their truth, right? I don't diagnose them. I'm just like, yeah, maybe this is what actually is going on, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and so he came on for that. So he, he's done like like Nikki. He's kind of done the hat trick of the shows. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of great guests. Those those are the ones that kind of cool. Come to mind. Um, another question I have is, you also have launched your own business with your sister, um, your essential oils brand called Natural Habits. Natural yeah. Habits. Yeah. Tell me uh, why we need to get into that. I'm kind of like a newbie when it comes to essential. Oils. I don't know if you do. I mean, it's uh, I I have anxiety, um, like as a lot of us do, um, and as an adult, it's probably gotten a little worse. She's a holistic nutritionist, and she's really big into. Kind of le- like non-traditional remedies, you know. Uh, you know, I think our culture's um, kind of used to the quick fix, obviously. So if you have a headache, you take ibuprofen. If you have anxiety, you know. And listen, I, I'm not a doctor or by any stretch. So if your doctor tells you to do something, you should again listen to them. Uh, but like th- again, something like headaches, like um, if you get headaches, sometimes there's other ways of maybe treating that headache other than taking ibuprofen, which is really hard on your digestive system or if you have anxiety like listen if you have to take medication for it and your doctor says you should but for me i wanted to look at other forms and essential oils can help with those things especially with headaches with anxiety again a lot of it has to do with you know your anxiety comes with you know not being present and you know um uh a lot of about essential oils is aromatherapy. Just kind of bring it in, helps relax you, calms you down, and just kind of focus on your breathing. Also, it just smells really good, and it's healthy rather than like, you know, Febreze air fresheners. You know, everyone likes a good candle, but it's toxic. I mean, you're burning carcinogens into the air with candles. Oh, yeah, like completely. It's not, like, I mean, yeah, they're small m- amounts, but like in college, I fell asleep. Like, uh, like I had this like candle thing, you know, I was like trying to be all hot, but, uh, hot and suave with, you know, the ladies, but I had this candle and I fell asleep with the candle, like right by the, the head of the bed and it burned all night. When I woke up, I had like black soot just like from my cheek all the way up to my nose. 
Which is like fine, but like it just was a exaggerated kind of like what you're bre- actually breathing in when you're burning candles. But essential oils are, you know, we have USDA organic essential oils. They're obviously much healthier. They're cleaner, certainly for breeze and things like that. So even if it's just scenting your indoor air, it's a much, you know. Yeah, one of my friends was a nutritional therapist, and he was hired to go to this woman's house who had a son who was really struggling in school, struggling with his own like behaviors and tempers, and um, was trying to figure out how to you know get him on the right track. And the first thing he noticed when he went to this family's home is that he smelled like instant, you know, that fake vanilla Febreze sense all throughout the house. And he realized in every room there was a Febreze plug that was yeah. just busting out up. this stuff yeah. and he goes let's just take this out of the you. home and see what the change is and he said within like a month he noticed this huge change just chemically in this kid and what was going on yeah, in his brain it's really kind of crazy your skin is your largest organ in your body and so the things you put on your skin are like that's in the air um yeah and uh you know essential oils unfortunately the essential oil industry can uh, get a bad rep from the people in the, you know, because it's essential oils are great. They're also like not a cure all. Um, you know, they don't like if you need like mental health help, you it's not going to help. It, but like, yeah. so, there's literally people in the, uh, the essential oil space that like will act like it's like a magic potion for anything, and it is definitely not, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it can be something that absolutely helps with headaches. Does it cure all headaches? Absolutely not. Do you, like, have I, do I still take an Advil if I have a terrible headache that, like, won't, like, uh, that doesn't go, you know, like a small headache away? Sure, yeah, you know. So we're very careful how we sell it and, and uh, approach it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's very I definitely got to get my hands on yeah. some. I, I'm happy to give you some. I'll, I'll, you would do I'll, that, I'll Nick? hook it up. Good man. I'll bring you something when you come on the podcast. And that's what's kind of wild about The Bachelor is you don't realize how many people watch that show and how many really notable people uh, you're catching the eyes of. Um, and I know that you know have had all those big fans who were also celebrities who've been on your podcast. Um, but was there anybody else who you were surprised watched the show? Ooh, I was at... Uh Seth MacFarlane's Christmas party, and I said, I mean, have you guys been? To, I've uh, heard about heard? Seth MacFarlane's so, Christmas party. I only say that because one. it's not like Seth MacFarlane and I are like homies. He has no idea who I am. You're at the right? gate, like Seth. It's yeah. me. But it's a episode. very large party that has a lot of people at it, and I, you know, I probably I think I like snuck in or went with some friends or whatever, or maybe my 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 family guy, uh, my my friend is a showrunner who does work and for knows Seth quite well, but. Regardless, I was there and I was talking to some friends and I got a tap on the shoulder and it was Isla Fisher and her husband, Sasha Conan. And uh, I'm huge fans of both. Um, and and Sasha Conan, uh, he's very tall. <laughs> I mean, I'm tall, but he's much he's much taller. And I was kind of in awe of him. And, and Isla was very uh, complimentary and emphatic and, and she's like, I love you on the show. And so all, all Sasha... Uh, said to me is I love your work <laughs> and I was just like oh my god I love yours and so that, that might have been maybe the coolest moment yeah. um, but it is surprising how how many people watch the show I've had a handful of those moments but that was probably the most memorable 
for me. Great. Well, I know that some listeners and viewers would think it would be a total ripoff if we didn't uh, talk about The Bachelor. Now, I watched your season, but I haven't kept up with a lot of the other seasons. And, you know, your podcast, you dive way more into the nitty gritty about yeah, we, thoughts we, on we, who and we who. We go deep. It's a very passionate audience. They're... But I have some questions of me as a viewer about The Bachelor. Yeah. And if I'm asking questions to the people listening and watching that you're like, oh, come on, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm just so curious and I want to get it from the source because how often do you meet someone who was The Bachelor? So um, questions I have. Do they give you a ring or do you pick out a ring before you go on the show? Uh, the wonderful Neil Lang has, uh, it seems like a business relationship with Warner Brothers, and Neil provides uh, one of his wonderful collections of rings for you. So you go into like a room and there's a bunch of rings. And yeah, you go, I Neil like this will one. show up if you're the bachelor. You like do this whole like scene with them, or or if, you know I've met Neil a handful of times. Right. Like, <laughs> I know he's like I hope this we're, one works. We're best friends. Uh, <laughs> do you have to take the ring back to him? And he's like, oh, sorry, it didn't work out. And he's just uh, dusting well, it off. Well, if you're a up, you just kind of get one of the producers and be like, oh, that was embarrassing. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, so they supply a ring, and if uh, if you stay together, you get to keep it. If you break up, you give it back. You have to stay together for two years, or you can keep to it. To keep the ring. Yeah. Oh, damn. Has anyone ever auctioned off their ring like after the two years? I'm not aware of it. One, no. Okay. I, I don't know a lot of couples who uh, broke. Like, a lot of couples have broken up for sure, but... Not many couples were together for two years and didn't get married. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so there's only been one. Well, actually, now there's been two divorces. For a while, there was like, they, you know, for all, of all the breakups, they had no divorces. Do they provide you lawyers if you get divorced? I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't come back to us. We're not no, covering no, that. When, when, yeah, your your love story is on your own once once they wrap. Yeah, once the cameras are off, yeah. then you're on your own. They're like, you know. Uh, another question I have. Do they make you take your shirt off when you audition? No, uh, I didn't have to. But after, um, I almost didn't get cast because I thought I'd be boring. <laughs> um, you know they, you know, and because I, I played it, my played my cards. Because when I was going through the casting process, I was like, I'm not gonna do this thing. And I had like a, a legit job that I was like, I, w- I would not have, I wasn't going to quit. Like they were cool enough to be like, yeah, we should fucking do that. That sounds fun. Um, and after they casted me, like a day later, I got one of the producers like, hey, send me a picture with your shirt off. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then I didn't okay, send it yeah. to him, but I did. I got a and you know, it was an adult male asking for that. <laughs> like, like, no. Is pass. this for the show, or do you just want this for your own personal yeah, collection? I, I was unclear. <laughs> I was very guarded. Um, He's probably uh, quite the camera role. Like if, his, of, if his girlfriend ever gets his phone, it's like, babe, who are all of these shirtless men in your phone? One of the first dates that season was a stripper date. Which honestly, and I wasn't on because I got the first impression rose, but I am a little disappointed because I do feel like I could have surprised some people. Yeah. If you, yeah, went shirtless. Yeah. Well, uh, just more like stripper moves. I feel like I could hold my own. Are you we, good on the pole? Yeah, I think I think I could have. I think I could have done right. Yeah. I think I got it all right. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> Did you not see what his was like the last time? Yeah. What was the last time you could like you know showcase your male stripper skills? If you, I mean, I and I've never done it, and no shame to anyone who does. Like, hey, do male strippers get on poles? 
Or do they just kind of like Chippendale dance and thrust? That's a great question. I'm not familiar. I think it's just like um, a lot of push-ups and oil. Also, pole dancing is now really considered an art form. I had Sheila Kelly on my podcast who did this whole really cool documentary um, around like women empowerment and, and things like that. So uh, pole dancing is, is far more than just, um, you know, being a stripper. Oh, but, yeah, people uh, are signing up for pole dancing classes. Yeah, it's yeah, an exercise, it's, it's really a good exercise thing. routine yeah, it's, now. It's like an art form. and It'll you know, be body. in the Olympics before yeah. we know it. You think so? It'll be <laughs> part of like rhythmic that, gymnastics, uh, people just bringing out this massive pole <laughs> to I mean, attach to the art, ceiling. Art used to be an Olympic event. It art? did, yes. Art and like music. Used to you were just like like a like the Bob Ross painting. You could just be like art. Wow, give me my medal. I love that skateboarding and rock climbing made it this year. That's very cool to see. Now you know how they say like, oh, you can kind of figure out if you like someone within the first ninety minutes of a date. Now with the Bachelor, within the first like few weeks, don't you kind of already? Figure out who your final five can be. I think and most most leads have a after night one. You you have your your top four or five locked in. Now with then with the eliminations, are they like don't eliminate her, keep this person on because they're entertaining. You don't have to send anyone home you don't want to send home. Okay, and since there's you know anywhere from twenty five to thirty people, and if you only like have you don't have a top thirty. Okay. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you yeah, have definitely. a top four or five, and there's a bunch of people you're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so, and then and that can shift a little bit, right? But uh, usually, like, well, well, never. Like, you don't have to send someone home you don't home. If you're like, listen, I really like this person. I really want to get to know them. I, I don't know them yet. Um, you you are you are in total charge there. They and give you the time to explore what you want to explore. Yeah, uh, if you're like I really like this person, they're not going to send them home. How soon are you learning then all their names? Are you learning all their names that one night, or do you go back and there's like a big or just before you come out, they're like, okay, this is the order there in your ear. Like, how do you remember twenty names? Uh, people come out of the limo four at a time, it, like it, unless they have like uh, I want to jump out of a plane, you know, and then so like you have an individual kind of. But if it's a limo's limo, it's like four at a time, and so uh, after that, you'll like I personally I would talk to my producer, and I'd be like, all right, let's, let's you know, yeah, yeah. Sarah, Sarah, you know. Sarah. <laughs> so the first night there's a lot of that, and yeah, you don't know their names. Uh, one girl, uh, I'll, Meta Marie. I think it was Ida, Ida Marie. Her name was Ida Marie. And she was the only one that night who was the... You know, it's just a kind of a dick move. She, wait, you forgot her name? No, she was like, do you know my name? Ooh. Like, most people don't do... Like, you... It's You don't want to call someone out on that. Especially when you're like, you just met 30 people, everyone's nervous, and her name is Ida Marie, and I was like, Ida, Ida, and Ida's not going to be here tomorrow. You know, kind of like, <laughs> I, uh, I sent her home night one. Uh, and not because she did that. It didn't help. I wasn't, like, she wasn't, I just, you know, she, great woman. I wasn't particularly uh, connected to yeah. her. But, uh, yeah, it's tough because, like, I it was a... a, a priority for me you learn it fast and then like after night one you have like a pictures of all the women with their names and like i just kind of like flashcard just would learn them so like after the flashcards with their pictures so like you see yeah, the, the like, face and you're by like, the okay. time like but after the first night by the time like the show like started i knew all their names because i had you know you, you, you do the homework them, yeah you do your homework what else do you have to do this yeah. is this is your new yeah now when the ladies get 
out of the limo, and even when the guys get out of the limo, there's all these dudes who have these different gimmicks. Like, oh, some guy comes out and he's in a clown costume, or he's in a knight in shining armor. Next thing you know, some dude is coming down the driveway in a white horse. Now, when you are talking to the producers, are they like... Do they say no to a lot of those ideas, or do no, they give they're... the guys who have a really weak personality the crazy gimmicks? Where do they draw the line with those uh, those kind of first I mean, impressions? I got a call, uh, you know, like when I was um, bef- before I left for the show. The first time I was on the show, I got a call from a producer, and they're just like, you know, I, you know, I don't know if you've seen the show, but you know, the limo entrance or exit whatever you want to call it is you know part of the show we want to have fun with it right so like do you have any ideas and it was kind of like we're not making promises but like pitch us anything yeah we'll try to make it happen you know if you're like hey I have a background in skydiving they literally might make that happen i haven't seen that and there's some liability there but like you never know uh, and I was just like, I think I'm just gonna like walk out and say hi. But you, oh, you did just a classic. I, get out yeah. and what's up? I'm Nick. Yeah, I was I was pretty boring. Um, and and sometimes I think maybe the producer might be like, well, this might be fun. Honestly, I think it's it's meant to be fun. It's not meant to be serious. This is part of the show, and so they just try to have some fun with it. Yeah, because it's a collaboration. If you have an idea, they might pitch you an idea, and and they and if you're like, I just want to walk out, they'll be like, cool. Like, you know, there's no one's making you do anything. That's what matters. Um, another question I have: uh, What are the drinking rules on there? Are well, it they, used to be you have an whatever. open bar, or uh, is yeah, it, they try to regulate you. There a was bit. an incident uh, after I was the bachelor where. Alcohol seemed to be a contributor factor uh, to an unfortunate incident. And so my understanding now is they have a, a two-drink-per-hour maximum. Right. Yeah. Before so, that, it was a free-for-all. But I will say, and I've said this you know, before, like the, you have nothing to do. If you're a drinker, you drink. If you're not a drinker, you don't. No one's, like, trying to get you drunk. Mm. No one's like, have more, you know, like... That that happens on its own. Yeah, you get nervous, you get bored, you drink. Oh yeah, it's especially if like I nothing's happening. Yeah. If you're going out on private dates with them and you're just sitting there, all you want to do yeah. is drink. I'm not a big drinker, so I never really got drunk. Um, one thing that's always been like itching at me, and I feel like now it's becoming more true and true and uh, than ever, is it doesn't seem like a lot of contestants on The Bachelor really end up committing to their careers that they always have underneath their name. You know. I feel like now it's this huge competition to see who can be the best influencer couple. Yeah, it's changed. Going back to your world of being an orthodontist, or it's definitely changed. Uh, When I went on, like the internet wasn't what it is today, and I had I went back the first time I went on, I just went back to work. Like I got I got off the show, I just started selling software again. Oh, yeah, for like, like a whole year. Instagram still was like very yeah. new. I had and like stuff. fifty thousand followers, and I was like one of the top guys for followers. Like that was a big deal. Whoa! And I was like fifty thousand. I mean, it is a big <laughs> yeah. deal. It's fifty thousand people. That's a whole like. Stadium. But you just went back to the office Monday morning. Yeah. Hawking software, yeah. doing your thing. Yeah, I just went back to work, and then uh, I ended up going on again because I, you know, had a relationship with the girl mm-hmm. and whatever. And then after that point, I was just like. Uh, I was like, before I go back, I mean, literally, the Salesforce guys were very cool and supportive, and they were like, you should go. And what they called is the Hollywood thing. Um, they were like, you should go try to make something of this experience, and you can come back whenever, but don't come back unless you like. I don't want to, you know, don't come back and leave again. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, now it's different. Now there's like a playbook now or perception of a playbook or, um, you know, with influencing and brand deals and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's uh, when I went on, I went on because I thought like it'd be cool like to travel to Europe and it'd be like, I don't know. Like I used to think it would be cool to be on the like local news. So like that'd be fun. Like it was I went for the experience and then now it's turned into like a. It, I don't. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to go on for the quote unquote right reasons because it, you're just you're aware of uh, what people have been able to make of it. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's hard to expect a, a level of genuineness. But like you know, we live in a world where people have like stopped thinking that two things can be true at the same time. Like you can go on and be cynical, and you can go on and. And be like, I, I guess I hope I get followers. And you can still fall victim to the environment that, and you could still fall in love. You know, you can still meet me. I'm like, oh, fuck, I like her. You know, like shit. And like, and you can take it seriously, even though you didn't think you would. No sane person goes on for love. You know, like, and I, you know, mm-hmm. if you're like, no, I'm like, I'm on. looking for love. I guess I have to go on The Bachelor. <laughs> you know, like, can't find any, like, that's insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you go, I went on like a my thought process, and I think most normal people, it's just like you go on, you 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 go on because it's a fun TV show, and I was personally open, like I made a conscious thought of, well, if I'm gonna do it, I guess I'll I'll give it a shot. I'll I'll be open to whatever it is they're gonna put me in and if that means like meet a girl and see if there's a connection then i will see if there's a connection are you thinking in your mind while the show's happening like oh how is this going to look to all of my friends and family watching it am i making myself i certainly look worried like about that dubis, before i went just zero out on that you you zone out yeah. after a while yeah you're just so in that world because you don't have it contact de- with it depends on who you are i i was one of the few who got really fucked because i liked her and she, you know, like if it's not everyone, you know, most people, like a lot, it's, you're not, you're spending very little time, you know, like, you know, all the, you know, when I was the bachelor, a lot, you know, I'm sure you saw, if you watch the season, like, oh, Nick's the greatest. And I think I'm like falling in love with them. And most of the girls didn't know me and they didn't give a shit about me, nor should they, because like, I didn't get to get to know them. I was into like, th- you know, three or four other women and the rest was like, we were all just kind of being polite. And so they didn't care, and I didn't care, and and so they didn't get emotional, you know. They didn't get invested. But when you get invested, when you care, then you're really you're at you're it's a risk because mm-hmm. you care, and you're like you wanna fight for this relationship with the other three guys that care, and then then it's then it's it's then it's, it's a, real, yeah, and it's yeah. real, and and then you're just yeah, you can really, you can really get yourself in trouble. With your emotions. Do you ever have like bachelor nightmares? Like you go to bed and you just like you wake like, up and you're back you, you, in the. Shockingly, no, no, no it doesn't I really like, don't. trigger of all the recurring dreams I have. I don't. know. Besides your like Oculus population, yeah, I never, one, I never have uh, like a. Dreams. I don't like have a dream where I'm like back in that world. Oh, I still have like speech and debate dreams like all the time. Like I'm about to give a speech to a ton of people and I've forgotten all I, my lines. I have a similar recurring. I, I like I ran track. I have a recurring dream that like I'm like back in high school, uh, and and I but I'm like I'm in like I'm in decent shape now, but I'm not like I can't I can't step on the track and run fast. Yeah. So like I'm in high school, but my athletic ability is what I am now, and I'm like 
I have to like defend my title, and I'm like, I can't do it, you know. Like, <laughs> or I have another recurring dream where I'm like in class, and and I um, I haven't like gone, to, I haven't been to the class all semester. I have that one all the time from college. And I'm like, like, it's, it's like you, finals week. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm just, I have that all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's but not, not bachelor, not, not bachelor. bachelor. Well, I guess that's good. Out of all like. The heartbreak and everything you went to, your brain's able to. Yeah, I guess I, I never really thought compartmentalize about that, it. What was it like going back to the office? Were you treated differently by your coworkers? Did some people like think it's cool? Did others make fun of you? What was that like going back to that world? I'm sure people made fun of me behind my back, but not to my face. Most I I was really lucky. The people who worked at Salesforce in Chicago were really cool and really supportive. And um, yeah, I mean everyone. The people I knew were very cool. And then, like, you know, I didn't know everyone who worked at the office, right? So, you know, people, it's, you know, you can tell when people think they think that you think that you're too good for them, mm-hmm. even though you're like, I didn't talk to you before, or I'm still not talking to you now. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, so it, you notice people will treat you differently, but my circle of friends didn't didn't change at all. Did and the, for the most part, the, you know, everyone was great. Did the bachelor status help seal any deals of you selling software? Yeah, it, got, it gets you indoors for sure. Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. is this really Nick? Nick, of course. I mean, oh, yeah, oh, buy all the software you can sales, sell. It doesn't, you know, you're just looking for a connection, you know? All you want is someone to sit down at a table with you and be like, fuck it, I don't care. I'm going to buy from someone. I might as well buy from you. Yeah. yeah. So it's a story to go home and tell tell yeah. your buddies back at the office. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Bachelor yeah. sold us our TPS system for 2020. Yeah, yeah. so it didn't hurt, that's for sure. And no yeah. guys were like, that was my potential client, dude. <laughs> you screwed that up for me. Really uh, nice. I often didn't know who I was competing against in that world. But. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Do you get to keep all those like nice fancy suits that you get to wear that were like just perfectly tailored to you? Well, as a bachelor, yeah, yeah, they let me keep some stuff. Yeah. Okay. But still have them? Yeah, I got some. Of them. Yeah, for oh, sure. Man, you still bust them out sometimes. I haven't had a reason to wear a suit in a while, but uh, yeah, I mean it's a good suit. They're tailored, and thankfully I've kept my my figure, and so um, they still they still fit. That's great. I'd be very excited about just owning a whole bunch of suits if I was on The Bachelor. Yeah, I was. I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit of a suit snob. I like a good suit, but I don't wear a lot of suits now. I used to like in sales. I used to wear a suit and tie every day. Every day. It, I have a question. Uh, if you were to change a rule or add a rule to The Bachelor universe to make it more interesting or better or more competitive, like I'm sure you've had thoughts of how you can make it a more Nick version. What would you change about The Bachelor if you were in charge? That's a great question. I don't know if everyone's asked. He has better like questions that. than me. No, I don't. Yes, you do. It's an excellent question. I was having dinner with a friend recently who who used to work on the show, and and the Bachelor franchise has different iterations in every country now. There's a Bachelor Japan. There's a Bachelor Australia, and whatever. And it's like a McDonald's. They have to adhere to like certain standards, um, but also culturally, the show's mm-hmm. different, and. Apparently, in Bachelor Japan, they have I think like called the Black Rose, and 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 th- and this rose, um, and I thought it was a cool idea that should incorporate it. But apparently, um, the Black Rose, if you you can present it to the lead, the Bachelorette or the Bachelor, and you can like automatically get a one on one if they accept. Oh. But if they don't, 
you go home. Wow. Ooh. And uh, it's a little bit of a gamble. Yeah. It sounds like a really cool wrinkle. Uh, so I, I thought that was cool. But, you know, for me, I, you know, the, the show, I, I think, I, I personally wish the show would try to make it real while simultaneously stop pretending it's not a TV show. And I think sometimes it, they, you know, uh, get themselves in trouble or even cast people by like, People watching it and they'll, they'll just really earnestly watch it by the rules that they've had for the 20 years it's been on the show. And so, you know, I like to have, you know, I'd like to see them figure out a way they can incorporate actual dis- like disagreements and fights without turning it like because right now, like especially like with Katie's season, it was like this big breakup and like was he gaslighting and all these things. But you know, no relationship starts until you know how you fight, right? And so mm-hmm. here's a TV show about, like, falling in love and, like, getting engaged. And it would be really nice to know, like, how you would resolve conflict, right? Now, not resolve conflict because, you know, you've lost your shit and you, you're you falling in love and you have some family trauma and the person you're falling in love with is still dating three other dudes and you don't know how to handle that. But, like... You know, so trying to figure out certain types of dates or situations to like create real life situations and and then still have a little bit more fun with like breaking the fourth wall that it is a little sometimes it takes itself a little too seriously. Would an example of this be they tell you to show up for a date at eight and they tell your date to show up at eight thirty and you have to discuss about why the other person's late and like manufacture a conflict that you then yeah, need to resolve. Something like that. I don't I, you know, I don't know if logistically how they film the show would work that way because uh, yeah, but okay. you're right. But yeah. if, like if you just make that work, like some sort of um yeah, create a situation or something because um that would be and I think that would be interesting for an audience to watch like Two people like trying to work through uh, an actual challenge. You know, maybe it's just like uh, making them build like something from IKEA together. Yes. You know, while like you know, it's they deliberately pull a couple like very important pieces. Oh yeah. Or something. Yeah. Like where's that damn piece? I yeah. don't know where <laughs> you know? it is. Well, you told. And and put some stakes in it or something. You right. Stakes in terms of like if you did certain time and. I don't know how you do that, right? right? But to your point, yeah, I think that would be kind of cool to see, uh, you know, how people do. Like they've had like dates that where they talk about love languages, and then they'll do something corny, like express your love language, and like if your love language is words, affirmation, write a poem or something. But right. I'd like to see them dive in a little bit more into like the actual real applicable in terms of like, and again. You're at, that that sometimes is harder to do because you are producing a TV show yeah. and logistically, there's a lot of things like I could be saying this and the producer could be like, yeah, that sounds great, but like we have a TV <laughs> show to make, so like, tell me how you want to do that. But like, it's fascinating, especially longtime fans will watch it. You know, for example, when I was on Caitlin's season, there, you know, we we knew each other, so and it was on the show, but we ended up having alone time and hooking up before the fantasy suites. Now, people just, you know, so, like, if you watch the show, you're just like, there are rules. You're like, you don't do that before the fantasy suites. You know? right. So, like, okay. Like, but in reality, it's like ten, there's a 10-day difference. 
right? But they would they, the audience kind of freaks out about like you not following the rules of the show, and and it's kind of fascinating you know, that they get wrapped up into it, and sometimes to the detriment of the people on the show, where audience will get really mad, and I guess to their credit, they successfully like almost train the audience to like. You feel like, yeah, yeah, no, The Bachelor gets to date four women. So, you, you know, like, that's, you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You, you know what you signed up for. And it's like, I was kind of fascinating that they. It is similar to sports, though, in that way that these people look at it. Like, if you're a crazy sports nut, you're going to get off on the technicalities of, 100%. you know. It is sports. Yeah. Like, and, 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 and I am thankful for that in the sense that that's why people love the recaps. It's Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, and again, it, they're doing a great job. They have a great show. They've been around for a while, but I think it, that would be kind of interesting if they could try to like, like once in a while, someone just say we're on a TV show. Like, I would love to see The Bachelor, but all the contestants on it are like amazing people. Like, they're all really, really good. Like, yeah, because sometimes I feel like they cast some people where it's like, oh, you have the crazy person and you have the person who's shy, but all of them are so exceptional. Where the Bachelor well, they truly to, yeah. cannot make his mind. And even as fans, you can't make up your mind because every one of them are just awesome. But maybe the drama, there won't be that much drama because everyone's too polite There's and knows no how to handle conflict. But I just want to see one where I have no clue on who yeah, could be Yeah, I know. It. I think, I think uh, listen, it's one of those things. They've been so, so successful for so long, it's hard to, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing. So I get why... It's and it, it, it's the same shit every season and it works, so it's hard to critique. I, okay, but exactly. I'm on. I'm with you. Yeah, I yeah. think sometimes uh, I would rather you know if you're going to use a football analogy, Bill Belichick, you know, fire fast, hire slow kind of thing, or I'd rather cut a player a year too early than a year too late. So I'd like to see them try to adapt to the times rather than react to the times. But that's just me. And, yeah. You know, who the fuck am I? But um, <laughs> I are about former bachelor. Yeah. I uh, I'd like to see that, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so whether it's that or something else, and I've, I've said this before, I think that, you know, they there's a lot of great people on the show. But for all the villains they have who kind of get screwed over, more people actually look better uh, than they are in life. Mm you know, because if you're just quiet and gentlemanly and you say, like, thank you, ma'am, and I'm just grateful to be here, it'll trick a lot of people, even though you're kind of a piece of shit in real life. <laughs> if you're honest on that show and a little snarky and and have no problem being like, I think it's weird to, like, be okay with you dating a girl I like, then all of a sudden you're, like, jealous and, and rude and inconsiderate and not a gentleman because you're like interrupting someone else on, you know, it's you're so, acting like a real human being yeah, in an unreal world. It's where... really, really bizarre. So I, uh, I'd like to see them figure out how to adapt to that, but we'll see. We'll see in another world. So I kept up with like the bachelorette, um, the one that's uh, ongoing. Uh, Katie season a, a little bit. Katie. Katie seems to be very happily engaged to Blake, but she spent 15 minutes uh, berating Greg on live TV. What are your thoughts on that? I could go on and on. No, um, <laughs> it was. I was. I was not surprised she did it. I was disappointed she did it. Um. I. 
I may have suggested to her before she recording it in a conversation that if she were happy, she should lean into her happiness. Uh, More she, than kicking up. That's all I said. Oh. Uh, was, breaking news, by the way. This is an exclusive. <laughs> um, I didn't even say this on my podcast. But uh, she didn't respond to that. And I was like, then I, I kind of knew what she was going to do by not responding. I assumed. Oh. Which was a bummer because, um, yeah, it, it felt like she, like she had mentioned that she was thinking about doing that. Um, and... And I don't. And at the time, I just had Greg on my podcast. So, um, other than interviewing him, you know, I got. I guess I got. To, it was virtual, so I didn't get to meet him in person. But um, at that point, uh, actually, at that point, I, I assumed it was going to be Greg because I, I was spoiler free at that point. But I was just like, all, all I got to say as far as uh, you recording AFR is, if you're happy, you should lean into your happiness. It was a bummer. Um, for a lot of reasons, you know, I met Katie. I'm rooting for Katie. I want her. I, I'm I'm protective of all the the leads because it's a very difficult. It's an impossible task. It's re, it really is hard. I empathize with anyone in the position for both uh, what they have to go through while they film, what they have to go through post, the responsibility of the show. Like it's 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 a lot. And so I always try to give them advice. A lot of them don't take it, and I guess I don't really care. But. Um, it, it does put them in tough situations and sometimes hurts other people. Um, but yeah, listen, it's the opposite of love is indifference. So um, I know Katie was upset with Greg. And um, as I told Greg, I, I he definitely didn't handle his breakup well. Um, and, and certainly I felt like he needed to apologize for that. And uh, he did. Um, but yeah, what Katie did to Greg, uh, she um, justified it by saying she was angry, which, listen, we get angry. Sometimes mm -hmm. we react. Sometimes we have to apologize for those things. To, to my understanding, I don't believe she has or feels like she should apologize to Greg. So it's kind of like seems a bit. You know, hypocritical, I guess. Your uh, advice is good, though. Yeah. Lean into your happiness. It reminds me of a quote I say a lot, which is, if you turn toward the sunshine, then all the shadows fall behind you. Yeah. That sounded much better than what I said, but yeah, more, you more can po poetic. That. You but, can have that. Yeah, have it. Yeah, it was just kind of a, a bummer to see. Also, um, I personally am pretty confident in saying, um, from both what I saw on TV and what I know in life, that she was always going to pick Blake anyways. Um, and so, yeah, it was just kind of a bummer because again, I have a ton of empathy for Katie and how, how difficult it was, how emotional it is. But listen, I think at the end of the day, she just did herself a disservice because obviously a lot of people watching it were very critical of that. And I don't, I don't pile on her at all because it is, it was very difficult for her, but it was more like if, especially if you're going to break it down like a, 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 a football, a sporting event, right? And if you're going to, it's, she, the, the, the AFR was set up in her favor, right? Greg got all this heat from how he handled it the week before. They opened up the episode, uh, re-showing the worst part of the fights. And by worst parts, like all his worst parts of the fights brought her out a bunch of times, kind of being like, yeah, I was, 
I got screwed over, and then you know, Tasha and Caitlin kind of being like, "Yeah, that was," you know, it was it was kind of slanted in her way, and she's the bachelorette, and and it yeah. should be so. Like it was, it it it's like she was on the one yard line, right? And the other team's like, just just take it in the end zone. We're not even gonna play, right? We're not even gonna we're not even gonna try. We're not gonna the, play defense. The other yeah. team was like, "This is the play we're gonna run. We're gonna give you all that." Like it was hers, and she like. Called hike and ran the other direction <laughs> and scored for the other team. Like I just don't understand the logic because she could have came out and she still could have she still could have defended herself, right? She didn't have to be a pushover. She could have come out, um, given she didn't even have to hug the guy. She could have just said, "It's really nice to see you. First of all, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, sorry it didn't work out. I'm sorry yeah. it didn't work out. I do want to say." It really bothered me that you did this. It hurt my feelings. You could even say I felt uncomfortable. You made me feel uncomfortable. She could have really leaned into him, but still, and, and kind of stood her ground and, and really you know, like tried to hold him accountable, all while not making it seem like at the end of the day, she's just not over it. And and quite frankly. Uh, again, I always thought she's. I think she, I think she was always going to pick Blake. So it's like, what's what was the motive there? You know, it was almost like hard. There was a lot of contradictions, and then you know, there she mystifying gaslighting, which you know we've all been there. We're not psychologists or therapists, but I think it's important to like not go on national television and and define a, a, a very uh, triggering word wrong. Uh, and accuse another one person of, of something uh, that you you can't even define. So that was you know you have a lead. So there was it was a big mess. And again, like I empathize with her. I get why it's emotional. I get why it's hard. But like, lean into your happiness. Take the touchdown if the team's going to give it to you. Don't get fancy. And listen, I, like I said, unfortunately, it was to her own detriment. Do you feel like this is going to affect her relationship um, with Blake? Where he's gonna be like, what? What was the I, point of that? You know, honestly, it it doesn't it doesn't have to, if if they don't want to. But I guess to that point, if it's one of those things, like it, it is a TV show. It's, I haven't met Blake. I've heard a lot of nice things. He seems like a nice guy, and to his credit, he's handled a very tough situation with a lot of emotional maturity. Like, you know, Greg seems like a nice guy in the interview, and he owned up to a lot of things. But I think Greg is immature for his age and maybe that's the result of the trauma he's had and he's and he owned that he's got some growing up to do but uh, i don't don't even know how blake old blake is but the guy's you know comfortable his own skin and he 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 didn't make a lot of the mistakes and he showed a more maturity than greg so uh that maturity is going to be required in their relationship to like not sweat the small stuff, not bring up all the bullshit that happens on the show. The only way to make that a relationship work in that world is to just kind of agree to just be like, that was a fucking show. We both were asked to do some insane shit. So like, if we really want to make this work, we got to start over. So are they willing to do that? I don't know. Um, So that's why I say it doesn't have to hurt them. But they both have to consciously decide to like start over, and even if that didn't happen, they would have to start over anyways, yeah. right? They would have to, you know, like when it's the other, you know, I don't, 
and, and I think Blake's going to be fine, but like on other seasons, you have to watch the person you're engaged to make out with a bunch of people. You got to watch them say, I'm in love with you and, or, or, or do some sort of like emoting. Sometimes the, the leads will hook up with more than one person in the fantasy suite. So there's a lot of things that you are asked to be like, Hey, so now that we're engaged, like just yeah. forget all that. Yeah, and it's hard to reset. do on a human level. And so, so that that will be their challenge, um, and and we'll see. But yeah, I wish them I'm nothing but the best. I'm grabbing my popcorn yeah. for it for sure. <laughs> I wish them nothing but the best. But we, you sound very wise and and uh, have a lot of wisdom that you've taken from these experiences. So if there's any future bachelors or bachelorettes watching, Nick Vial seems to be a Nick's guy the one. who you want to get some advice. I from. try to help all my peers. Um, sometimes they would rather take the advice of the internet. But that's, you know. Well, I'd sign up for your master class for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess there's one thing I'm good at. I can tell them how to navigate life in that world. But, and I do, I get it. It's uh, everyone wants to protect their story. You always got the family members or the aunts and uncles who think they know best. And, like, you know, I don't have relationships with these people. So maybe they don't think I have their best interests in mind. But um, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I wish them nothing but the best. Same here. But I'm excited to see what's gonna go down. <laughs> Where should the people find you, Nick? I'm on, you know, I'm on, I'm on the the internet, Nick, Nick Vile on Instagram and on TikTok. Just follow me there; that's fine. Uh, and then my podcast, The Vile Files, is anywhere you you know listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. And uh, if you're interested in uh, hearing people's relationship stories um, and their challenges in life or whatever and you like uh, hearing those stories and maybe get some perspective on life check us out on mondays if you like watching the bachelor we break it down anytime it's on and then uh we have uh um, interviews and public figures like these guys do uh, and um yeah check us out fantastic nick thank you so much for coming so, by it's great talking i'm excited that we're going to be neighbors yeah hopefully we'll be hanging out and having english muffin uh hamburgers again sometime soon. i can't wait man <laughs> all right yeah. all right thank you guys have a great week